0: Welcome Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the pod. As always, hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. Um
1: hope you guys have enjoyed the last couple episodes. We'll try to keep them a little on the shorter side from now on. That seems to, you guys seem to like that. So
0: I feel like a 30 ish minute podcast is like the perfect, like yeah. walking length. And then if you're not doing 30 minutes, you got to go like an hour plus. Cause then it can be like two walks worth. So true. And then we, well, if we're going
1: longer, we need to add like an intermission and then we yeah. need like an ad. Um, speaking of that, if anybody wants to sponsor the pod, we are open to chatting.
0: Um, (laughs) secret business that you would secret
1: business that you're looking to just spend some money on a podcast. We have a $0 budget over here. Um, anyways, uh, do you have a win for the week?
0: Um, yeah, well, I guess like behind the scenes in Jill's life, I feel like, i've been talking about me moving for ever and this is my first well i guess it's been one full week of me living downtown um last podcast would have been like the official start of jill living downtown and i've just been like settling into routines my like number win. my phone just told me i just posted it on my instagram story is that my step count has almost doubled since living downtown so that's wow pretty cool like i already walked a decent amount before but now i walk like to the gym and my i went from walking like five ish kilometers a day on average to walking like almost or yeah almost 10 and i think that's pretty crazy that i just like it's casually doubled my step count <laughs>
1: i mean at the risk of getting into any weird debates don't come at us for this or me for this, but I will happily die on this hill. It's almost like that whole 15 minute city thing worked. Yeah.
0: And that's, no, you're
1: not going to get locked in your neighborhood. You are allowed to drive a car wherever you want. That's weird. But you know what I'm all I'm going to say is that anything is a conspiracy. If you don't know anything about the topic.
0: Yeah, and I just think like this is why I wanted to be downtown. I was so sick of having to like drive everywhere to do anything and now it's just Yeah. Like, I don't know, my life feels far more relaxed. My brain, I've noticed, is a lot calmer because I have like my multiple walks a day or like my downtime now to just like totally. decompress and chill and I mean, like today, it's not the nicest day out, but like, it's also not minus 40. So like put on a hoodie and you'll be okay out there. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I think,
1: um, well, my win is that we went backpacking last week on an overnight hike with the toddler and we made it home. No one died. no one died. Um, although it was very hot and i would say 13 kilometers was a little much in hindsight hindsight, i would choose something more like eight or nine i was truly done at (laughs) ten um and and as a as a challenge my toes are still so sore because i think i need new hiking boots um because why don't my 10 year old hiking boots still serve me well that i've hiked literally hundreds of kilometers in um so but that'll probably be a next year project because um yeah but anyways it went well we all survived sleep is sleep was not that great but um it was the kiddos first time in a tent so lots of noises lots of noises lots of sunlight until super late. Lots of sunlight super early. <laughs> um and other when we didn't wake up anybody else in the campsite that we were at. And there was other people there too. So they were like, wow, you guys are badass. And we were like, Yeah, we're just <laughs> real, we're just real tired. Um so this is your sign. Do hard things with your kids because retrospective happiness um
0: will be worth it. Just game. do hard things in general. You'll be okay. Just,
1: do hard things. It'll it always ends eventually.
0: Right? And then you like, can we made like, hey, it out. Then you can be like, look at that cool hard thing I did. Exactly. Exactly. That's fun. I was um I was talking about your back country camping hiking trip thing. And I was like, That's crazy that Jess is going with her kid. And one of my friends was like, Well, Backcountry camping isn't that scary. I'm like, no, I'm not scared of the camping part. I'm scared of the kid going part. Like, I'm like, that's the crazy part to me, not the backcountry part.
1: I mean, just know that, like, snacks can change the vibe in a heartbeat.
0: And it's also just like that's a very me opinion because I'm like not sold on kids to begin with. So. Right. <laughs> but I just laughed because one of my friend was like, Backcountry camping's not that crazy. I'm like, No, that's not the crazy part. The kid is the crazy <laughs> part.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was interesting taking, uh, like, we only did one night and that was by design because we could only bring so much stuff because we only had one large backpack. Um, I think if we went somewhere shorter, I would like pick an easier trail and have her do more walking rather than bring the kid carrier. And I would bring my backpack so we could stay like two nights.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then um, I have a little, it's called a trail magic. It's like a little sling that I can attach to my the front of my backpack. So when she's tired, she just kind of sits in there. So I think that would be better for like a shorter hike. Um, and then we could stay a little bit longer, maybe do some little walks around there. But, anyways, that's a an adventure for another day. Um. So, nothing that none of that segued into
0: what we're talking today.
1: <laughs> On a completely <laughs> different note,
0: we are chatting about like signs and symptoms, telltale signs that you're under fueling your body, which I think, I think. I don't think. I know a lot of us underfuel without even realizing because 90% yeah. of the women I work with come to me under fueling and it's very much like, I don't understand why my energy is low. I don't understand why my digestion sucks. I don't understand why I can't stay consistent with workouts. And most of yeah. the time the answer is that we're underfueling. fueling. Um, but I've also had some personal experience in the last week of like clocking that I'm probably also underfueling and i think it comes with a change of routine, a change of activity um and it can mm-hmm. happen a little easier than we think.
1: Yeah, i i totally agree. I would say more people are underfueling than overfueling. I don't think a lot of people are truly overfueling. Um i think it's really easy to be like, well, i'm not underfueling cuz i'm not hungry. And that, and I would say like, let's call this episode signs you're under fueling besides being hungry. Because I think, well, most of us know that we need to listen to hunger cues, um, even though society has told us to ignore them because if you're hungry, it's working. Um, But, uh, you know, besides like the obvious, maybe you're not feeling hungry, but here are some things you wanna
0: look out for. If you
1: are feeling like something's up,
0: but we're not really sure what. And also, fun fact if you're never hungry, you're probably underfueling, which I know sounds very backwards, but especially your appetite in the morning is a big sign of whether your body is getting what it needs or not. And I don't mean you're starving in the morning. If you're never hungry when you wake up in the morning, you are underfueling your body. And that's a big sign of like metabolism and cortisol. Um, it's going to impact digestion, but I think the most common thing I see is why I don't eat breakfast cause I'm not hungry in, in the morning. That's actually a bigger sign that you're not eating enough versus like, Oh, you're eating more than enough that it carries through to the next morning. I don't really care what you ate. If you slept for <laughs> six to eight hours, you were probably in bed for 10 to 12. Cause I don't think all of us just like get into bed, sleep instantly get out. So it's probably been, Plus factor in the last time you ate, it's probably been like eight to 14 hours since you last ate, you should be hungry in the morning. Yeah. You're not, that's a red flag. Totally, totally agree
1: on that one. Um, I would say for most of my clients, what I see a lot of, because I do have quite a few runners that I coach, it's the people that are training for a goal and they're going to do a tempo workout or interval workouts and they're like I just don't have the pop right like their muscles are fatigued their legs feel heavy um even though they're like I'm rested I'm sleeping like I'm not sore from my strength workouts like I don't know what it is but I don't have any zips Um, and you're like, I'm trying to get my legs to go faster. My, my cardio wants me to go faster. My lungs are ready, but my body won't do it. That is a sure as shit sign that you are not eating enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny because I've had people, it's not really funny, um, try to argue with me that they're not under fueling. And then when I'm like, Hey, send me a quick food journal for like three days. Um, and I'm like, okay, so you can't just have a peanut butter sandwich for lunch (laughs) or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, uh, this is under fueling. And you kind of have to look at the global picture, right? It's not just fueling like your day-to-day activities. When you're operating as an athlete, you need to fuel the activities you are doing, right? We need to go above and beyond. So we should never really be in a caloric deficit if we're training for performance. So if you were to think about however many calories your body naturally burns on its own and then whatever you inevitably burn, even though we don't look at our watches for calories burned because we know that's not accurate, we need to be exceeding whatever that number is um, by a bit, right? Because your muscles need extra to
0: recover and prep for the next workout. 100% hundred percent and I think we talked about that too and whatever we did our eating for fat loss versus eating for performance I think it just
1: he was eating for health versus eating health. for performance but yes
0: Close <laughs> enough. Um,
1: I think you can just, hear it again you guys can hear it
0: again <laughs> it just gets overlooked a lot and we just don't realize how much work we're doing like I've had that realization in the last week like I've doubled my step count. And then last night I'm like, why am I so hungry? Because you've doubled your step count in a day, Jill. Like go eat some more food. And I am in a fat loss phase right now. But when movement increases, that means your food also gets to increase a little. I can still be in a calorie deficit and increase my food because my movement, my non-exercise based movement has literally doubled in a day, which means I get more flexibility with the amount of food I eat. And I think that's a big sign. It's something I talk about all the time. Your hunger at night is a big sign you're not eating enough during the day. So if you're sitting there being like, I have wicked cravings every night, I'm so hungry. Like I eat an entire bag of chips, like after dinner, I'm just like so hungry once I sit down to watch a show it's not because you didn't eat the proper dinner most likely it's because there wasn't enough calories in the rest of your day and a big reason why i think that hunger pops up at night is because if you are someone who works full-time or you're a mom or your days are really busy post kids going to bed sometimes is the first time you've had a second to like sit down and take a breath in a day and then your body's like oh well we're here you also haven't eaten enough, and then those cravings and hungers kick in, and we don't always make the best choices. Um, so it's not necessarily like, Oh, I need to stop eating at night, it's I need to eat more during the day so that hunger doesn't catch up to me at 9 p.m. every night, <laughs> yeah. And I would, I that was actually going to be
1: my next one. Um, was that your cravings in the evening are out of control. Um, But the other thing you can think about, if that's something that happens to you, besides adding more calories at lunch or at an afternoon snack or whatever the case may be, if you're craving salt, try to make whatever you're having in the middle of the day a little saltier or a little crunchier. If it's something sweet, allow yourself to have something sweet after lunch. Satisfy the craving before the craving happens. And that can be a huge game changer in how you feel later. And give yourself permission to have those snacks, right? If you are like, you know what? I sit in front of the TV at night and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll have like a bowl of chips or something like that. Portion it out. Don't bring the bag of chips to the couch. Put it in a bowl. Bring the bowl to the couch. Eat them. Enjoy them. Love them. Whatever you got to do. And then sometimes the act of having to go back to your pantry to refill the bowl is enough for you to be like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Um, little pro tip for you guys right there.
0: And if you're um, not good and you catch yourself going back, I think that's a big difference between the craving and the hunger issue is if you catch yourself like getting up and going back multiple times. We're probably leaning into the hunger side of things. And that's when I usually start to look at what's happening earlier. In yeah. Because if it's like, well, I had my bowl of chips and I enjoyed it, but then I went back and ate this and another thing and another thing and another thing. And you're just like eating anything in sight. That's when we need to start eating more during the day. Um, and especially, I find things go hand in hand. My clients that come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm not a big breakfast person. And I'm like, okay, cool, how's your nighttime cravings? And they're like, oh, I eat like a whole bag of chips every night and that's not any shame, but those things usually go hand in hand and it's not a huge secret that if we're missing calories in the first part of the day, our body's probably gonna try to make up for those in the later part of the day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and this is why we say that the people who are like doing this like fasting until 11 a.m. thing, it's just a fancy way of skipping breakfast um so um other ways that you could see that you're under fueling. oh if after like you know 2 3 p.m you can't keep your eyes open that might be an indicator that you're running a little low on calories um and it might be because and i mean with all of my nutrition clients if something comes up, let you know, afternoon, evening, always look at what's happened before. Mm-hmm. Because whatever is happening right in this moment is not an isolated incident. It is the direct result of something happening before. What is that like? Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, like that whole thing. It's basically the same thing. One thing leads to another. It's not never eating. just an isolated. It's not just snacking or cravings. It's what happened before. So always take a step back, try not to get super emotional about it. That's like, probably one of the hardest things to do. But look at it like a coach would, right? Get clinical, ask some questions. Did I skip breakfast? Did I miss my morning snack? Did I not have protein at breakfast when I normally do? Um, did I make a smoothie and oh, I was out of my protein powder. So I didn't, have the calories from that or the protein to keep me satisfied throughout the morning. There are so many reasons why you could be feeling this way, but always look at what's happening before um, and try to do it with emotions off to the side. Um, So yeah, if you're falling asleep in the middle of the afternoon, you people know who you are. You're at your computer desk and you're nodding off. You're going to Tim Hortons, you know, downstairs to get, coffee now if you want a 2 p.m coffee cool that's actually a really good time to have one because your cortisol tends to dip around that 1 30, 2 o'clock mark but if you need it this might be for you you might need some food instead
0: yeah 100 and there's there is some like biological history things that impact our energy in the afternoon too that's why a lot of cultures keep siesta in there that's why in europe businesses yeah. are closed from 2 to 4 a lot of the time um because think of when your kid naps sometime in that general area probably um we're programmed to have some downtime in the afternoon unfortunately in north america we're not provided that downtime work 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 yeah so a lot of other <laughs> cultures will give you a couple hours off in the afternoon so there is part of you that's kind of like programmed to have a dip in energy like jess said that cortisol dips which can impact energy um but yeah a lot of the time we can combat that by having some extra protein having some extra healthy fats with lunch or whatever meal we're kind of eating around that time to kind of pull us through um but if you're having really extreme energy dips in general it's probably a sign we're under fueling or not choosing the right things to fuel with if you're immuno- maybe
1: you're just meant to be european
0: maybe i'm pretty convinced i'm meant to be your, Euro- well i am slightly european but like i'm pretty sure i should <laughs> um but yeah i think we can combat that a little bit um if you're having ener- any energy dips under fueling or not fueling with the right things and taking a step back and being like did i have protein and healthy fats today because sometimes most of our meals are heavy carb and we love a carb around here but it's not so great with the sustainable energy or the actual like feeling side of things long term so making sure those fats and proteins are in there um energy hunger all those things are kind of given cues if you're not recovering properly from your workouts, that's a big one too. If you're like anytime I do barbell squats, sure, it could be because strength isn't great with those. But if there's like every workout you do, it takes you three, four days to recover. Probably also a sign we could be overtraining. But again, in the general fitness side of the world, I would say most yeah. of training versus over Um but our nutrition is probably playing into that. So if it takes you three, four days to recover, we probably don't have the proper nutrition to support those workouts.
1: And I was gonna say something along the exact same lines. This is hilarious, because full disclosure, I mean, you guys know we don't usually talk about stuff before we talk about stuff. So it's just funny how our brains are so similar sometimes. Because my point was gonna be, if you have like an injury that just won't go away, and you're doing the rehab, you're doing the training, all those things, guess what needs more calories to recover? Injuries.
0: Our bodies cannot repair if they don't have any extra food. And
1: mentally, for an athlete, I realize that's hard because you might be decreasing your activity in order to let things heal or things like that, but you still need to keep those calories up um because you need to repair and the other thing i was going to say is about when you mentioned it might be overtraining but truly truly overtraining is very difficult to accomplish um you are more likely to be under training at the load whatever but under fueling which can present as overtraining but you were probably Underfueled fueled for the load that you were presenting your body with. It is really, really hard to cross that line into overtraining um, without all of these warning signs happening first. And you gotta be deep in the hole. Um, even looking back, I know I've shared a bunch of stuff about my past relationship with exercise when I was a triathlete. I used to say that I was overtrained all the time. Truly what I believe now, knowing what I know, is I was probably severely underfueled and underrecovered. Um, which is a difference. I know it doesn't sound different to like the normal non-coach ear, um, but it is different. Um it was it's there's a lot of sort of mini factors to take into consideration. But even looking back, I can say I was wrong.
0: Get her to hear first. She was wrong. And I think that makes that makes her a good coach to admit when you're wrong and being like, yeah, what I did back there, not my greatest move. And that's okay. But I would agree. There's most women come to me training mediocrely. Okay. Maybe intensity <laughs> could come up a little bit, but nutrition is almost always the problem. And nutrition is almost always a problem with most things. It's the same if when women come to me and they're like, oh, I want to lose fat like I'm eating too much. Absolutely, probably not to like 9.5 times out of 10. There's very few women that come to me eating like three, four thousand calories a day. And I'm like, oh yeah, we got to decrease intake. It's usually we've been under-eating for so long. Um, so underfueling happens to most of us, and maybe it's not happening all the time. But if your routines have changed, if your stress has changed, if your training has changed, and all of a sudden you're like, "Why am I tired? Why am I hungry? Why am I not recovering?" Nutrition, almost always.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I that's probably unless you have any more points, it's probably a good place to close off and be like, main points to get across. fuel your workouts,, uh, fuel your recovery. Um, if something feels awry or askew, even like cravings, fatigue, not recovering injuries, not getting better with doing all the other right things like physio mobility, stretching, whatever you're doing to take care of that, look at nutrition and look at what's happening before those symptoms pop mm-hmm. up, whether it's the same day, the day before, um, any of those
0: things. yeah. I just think taking a step back and looking at our nutrition is a underused tool because totally. a lot of the time we just view it as like, well, I ate food today. Okay, but did you eat proper food? I can almost always, if I have hunger at night, I can look back in my day and be like, oh, I missed protein here or I ate less protein mm-hmm. there. I can almost always pinpoint exactly what caused that hunger at night. Now I'm at a point where I just need to increase my nutrition and because of the way I'm training. But like, you can usually find the issue. Yeah. you got to take a step back and look at it. Can
1: I just say to that, you can very mindfully um, sort of do a loose tracking of your nutrition without actually like tracking calories, macros, anything like that, especially if you're Um, somebody who has been coached by me or is thinking about coaching with me and not really having that good relationship with tracking, you can absolutely make a loose list, whether it's notes in your phone. Um, I just had a client do a shared Google document with me because we were just really trying to figure out what was happening. And it's not even like the amounts really. It's more like time of day. This is what I ate. This is how I felt. Um, or approximations right like had like you don't have to weigh anything you don't have to put in numbers into a special app you don't have to be scanning barcodes with your phone you can absolutely do it as just a a map even or a i don't know what else you would call it just a document that you can look at clinically or you can just send to your coach hi Um, because we even we were looking at it and you know what she did it for about i don't know like a month or two of just some like we're getting like some habits going and then she was like you know what i don't think i have to do this anymore i think this is pretty much like just how i eat now and i was like fabulous
0: yeah let's stop even as a coach who works with people for fat loss half my clients don't track their macros and i know someone's gonna be like what how do you make fat loss yeah You're such a fraud. Yeah. Keep a food (laughs) log. In my client, my clients can keep a food log. Doesn't involve tracking. They can post pictures if they want. But if we don't know what we're eating in a day, we don't know how to change it. So I've always said, I think there's pieces of intuitive eating that are super important. I think there's pieces Mm -hmm. of fat loss coaching, like traditional fat loss coaching that are super important. But at the end of the day, if we don't know what we're putting in our bodies, how are we supposed to change it or better it? So we're going to have to be accountable to our nutrition in some way whether that's tracking macros or keeping a food log or doing a google doc until you know what you're putting in your body it's gonna be really hard to change yeah. that or improve it and,
1: and it's hard to get clinical about something that isn't black and white in front of you
0: and right? i think so
1: i could be like oh yeah i ate enough but if i truly wrote out i'd be like oh Oh, I I did not eat enough. And it's funny that we say this because Jill and I were just talking about this before we press record. And I feel like some guys, sometimes you guys would benefit from just hearing our, you know... <laughs> off the cuff (laughs) because we were both like yeah it was just kind of I had a cup of pepperoni sticks I had a piece of cheese I had some crackers you know and it wasn't didn't end up being a meal but at the end of the day I probably could have just sat down and had an actual meal and felt super satisfied instead of going back to the fridge and standing there for 10 minutes trying to decide what I was going to eat and it took me like an hour to eat what I could have eaten in 10 minutes Um, yeah, but you know, hashtag mom life. I know it's not easy. Um, and Jill was actually used it. She's like, I get why moms don't eat all the time is because I was super busy and I just did not plan for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not easy, but there are easy ways to make it a little more simple.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know what you're looking for in your nutrition, that is what coaches are for Jess and I are both fully capable of helping you evaluate your nutrition it's always I tell my clients this all the time because they'll be like well how'd you notice that it's always easier being an outsider looking in like if Jess sent me her nutrition of the day I could pull things versus when you're looking at your own nutrition it's harder like looking one at day like, you also feel biased one day I like, will I did it
1: One day I will. And you'll be like, oh, my God. (laughs) what is What did you eat?
0: (laughs) Why did you have
1: half a goldfish cracker?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's also what is going to work for you in your phase of life. And I talk to the clients about that all the time. But it's always easier outsider Mm -hmm. looking in, like looking at your own nutrition can be really challenging. And that's what coaches are for. Jess and I can take a step back. We don't have the bias of it being our nutrition. So we can look Mm -hmm. at it from a very like science side. Clinical, clinical. Of just being like, this is what we need to work on. So if you need support, I know both of us have monthly coaching options. I offer some eight week coaching. Like if you're just like, I just need someone to help me better understand my nutrition, reach out to us. If you wanna work with someone for two months, we can make some work. If you want to work with someone for two years, we can make some work. And whatever, tell us your issues, we'll point you in the right direction. Because as you guys have learned, we have very similar ways of thinking, but we also specialize in different things. So if it's not me, it's probably Jess, and we'll just figure out who's going to help you the best.
1: We literally have all the bases covered, which is why one day when we open our own gym, it's gonna we're going to have to turn people away, which... It might never happen at this point because I think we're both super happy not being in a physical space. But uh,
0: sometimes yeah. the idea pops into my head, and I'm like, "Would be sometimes, fun to walk into my own yeah. gym every day." <laughs>
1: but. I do have a note in my phone from one time when we just we discussed an idea that we had. So you know what? Keep keep standing by.
0: You never know. But if you need, we'll serve latte. Yeah, <laughs> if you need um, help or just. Guidance or a point in the right direction, you can reach out to both of us on our podcast Instagram at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. Send us your issues, give us a rundown of what's going on. And then that way, both Ooh, of us take a look and see that would be can help you that. That would also be a good episode.
1: If you're struggling with something, send us a voicemail or send us a, a DM. And I would love to do almost like a problem solving, like Jill and Jess solve. Um, your gym or your nutrition woes. That could be basically
0: fun. free coaching.
1: If you're free willing, coaching. To,
0: If you're willing to tell us your problems, we will break it down and help you for free on the podcast. It's
1: almost like a self-help show on the radio. like uh, remember, maybe you're too young for this. Um, my generation will remember the Sunday night sex show with Sue whatever her name was people would call in with their sex questions and it was amazing she was so great she was this older lady like google her um i'll send i'll send you a picture of her and you'll just be like what this lady's giving out sex advice it was great she would just like chat people would just ask about like the wildest things like I you wouldn't that. and but this is also this is also before google right yeah. so we didn't we couldn't just look up in our phone like what is this? Um which you know what that might have been a better time because you actually have an expert giving you advice on things instead other of than, Google
0: telling you you're dying so.
1: or oh here's a quick here's a quick pdf chart you can download for your intermittent fasting schedule
0: yeah
1: um i saw that come up on instagram today and i was like why
0: but i would love i think that'd be fun to help you guys yeah so we don't have to use your name but send us your issues and we'll basically coach you for free and point you in the right direction uh like you said you can find us on the podcast over at lattes and lifting podcast you can find me at coach on tiktok and instagram
1: and you can find me at jlog fitness and we will
0: catch you guys next time bye